Yes, we're back at Syntax at the Artist Finals 2020. Uh, my name is Chef, I'm from Syntax, and I'm here with Jolie van Wijngaarden, who graduated this year from the Interaction Design Department. Welcome, Jolie. Thank you. Um, you graduated with two works. Uh, one is a practical assignment that you did for NXP. The other one is your research assignment. Uh, I thought maybe it's nice to start with the, the research assignment to talk about that. Maybe you can introduce it shortly, what you made. So, yeah, I I made Dream Savers. Well, it's called Dream Savers. They're actually screensavers because I think like the... Um, the art academy vibe so for three and a half years you would like be like insanely proud and to make some really want to make something big but then we stranded all like inside so i decided to make this kind of window to another world uh kind of thing where you could like stare away into nothingness basically yeah so you made a series of screensavers yeah yes so People can in. I think you also ran tests where people installed them. Yeah, so I think now around 35 people installed them, mm -hmm. and then they there's just the, the idea was more to because we couldn't go anywhere at that point to kind of have to like take the graduation show into other people's own spaces, like personal spaces, like home, because we're at that point we were all sitting at home. So mm -hmm. instead of you going somewhere to see something, it's like... Yeah, so you were already really thinking about uh, not being able to have an exhibition and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of decided, like, um, am I going to put all my effort in into making something and then nobody's going to see it? <laughs> or am I going to turn this around so at least some people will be able to see it? Right. Because it's, yeah, you can download it, so everybody can just download it and then it's theirs. Yeah. And then why did you choose for the medium of the screensaver? Because also everyone can see my Instagram feed or you could make websites or you could post videos on YouTube. Or yeah, I think like the idea behind it was because we were all working at home. So with the screen surrounding us and always like the blank white page with the black ladders on top of it and like the endless email and pop-ups that once you're like the screen became this part of everybody's attention at that point yeah and you started more people like on instagram and all seeing sunsets pictures and um like sunset pictures and yeah. stuff okay so then you thought I, I want to create something else from what people are watching uh, all the time now yeah it, it was basically it's an forever sunset basically okay so because i think the moment we all were sitting at home like everybody starts posting pictures of like their windows and there's like sunsets and like the looking outside like staring out of the oh, window right, kind of yeah. vibes yeah, yeah. So yeah, you also, also said uh, there are all kind of sunsets. Uh, maybe we can talk about what the screensavers actually look like, how you made them, what you want them to look like. Yeah, so I went to, so I had my internship in, in Athens mm -hmm. where I was amazed by the sunset colors there. It's like... Is it different in here? Yeah, completely. Like the colors are way more 
bright and like you have these insane gradients that appear in the sky also because at some points in Athens you have like this really big um, overview like the ocean you can see the ocean that reflects the sunlight really beautifully so in here uh, it's more grayish <laughs> there is more bluish and bright but also the colors of uh, of the trees so they have really bright green trees with like orange kind of fruits in them yeah so yeah it's completely different so i got a bit inspired or i actually used that because i was sitting at home like your inspiration the things you see like around you are like your dirty laundry and like the couch you've seen like all many times and then people start scrolling on instagram but everybody is inside yeah. so it's all the same images and then i kind of moved back to all the images I took from Athens. Right, right. So you were sitting at home uh, on your couch beside your dirty laundry. It was raining outside in the Dutch weather. And you yeah. were like, oh, I wish I was back in Athens before the pandemic. Oh, I wish I could be like somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you started making the screensavers, which basically, I guess, are looping videos. Yeah, they're like really, really short videos. And they instantly loop. So now there are six in the Dream Saver itself, but in total I made 32 or something. Because it was also kind of therapy. like To make them. Yeah. Because before uh, like everything happened, I used to make them when I couldn't sleep. So then, yeah, you know, Art you Academy. You used to make animations. Yeah. Just, but like more playing around. Like just, uh, if I click this, what will happen kind of things. And then at some certain point... Uh, some teachers are saying, why don't you use those, like that medium for your yeah. final thing? And I was like, I never saw them as work. I more saw them as like playing around. Like some side projects. Yeah, it's yeah. not even like a side project, just because I can't sleep projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering because I think it did say in the description of the work that you, um, you were already working with 3D software uh for quite a while yeah like when did it start and uh where did it start why did it start why did you become obsessed with it uh yeah actually i i know uh so jan robert he was a teacher yeah, like jan robert Leegte. yeah jan robert Leegte. and uh i struggled with the first like at the first year i struggled a bit like the the question for over the past four years was also always like what kind of interaction designer am i like yeah. uh, you have all the classmates and everybody found their bit of a niche and then you were there like, but who am I? And then Jan Robert Leegle came along and he introduced me to world building and like Unity and Cinema 4D and then I was sold. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like this visual. So everything, instead of when you like write code, you make an error and you get an error message and it's like this big, like in red letters and you did something wrong. But in Unity uh -huh. or Cinema, if you make a mistake, it can out, it can turn into something really nice. Yeah, right, because when you make an error while coding, there is like, maybe also sometimes you, you get like a nice surprise, but very often yeah. the whole thing just stops working. Yeah. And in Cinema, when one thing doesn't get rendered right, you will still see the outcome. Yeah, you will always learn from your mistakes. Instead of what I found difficult with coding 
you make a mistake, you have to search for the mistake. And it can be like you did something really stupid or just missed a comma. So you never know what you did. And in cinema, when you make a mistake, like a terrible mistake, of course, the whole program shuts down. But uh, like a mistake can also turn into something else you didn't know was even possible in the program. Yeah, or you can just cover it up. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe the cinema is uh, 3D, 3D, 3D animation software. Yeah. And Unity is uh, a game engine, so that's where video games are built in. Yeah. And you can also use Unity, of course, then to make videos or to make yeah. other sorts of projects. Yeah, I used to make like models inside Cinema 4D and then import them into Unity. Because in Unity, it's really nice that it's already rendered out, so you can just walk around like really walk around like you would do in normal space yeah like it's a bit more hands-on yeah. like in cinema you have to position your camera yeah. then render everything out wait for it to render and then you can look at it and in yeah. unity you can walk around and instantly see from this point of view the project look like s- looks yeah. like this and yeah yeah and you can be a giant or a, like a little end kind of size so you can always position yourself differently so that is is that the kind of thing you would do when you couldn't sleep like play around with it like that yeah yeah, I would just like I don't know, yeah, play around like everything I thought of or never use or like click buttons because it's like this program where you can just click buttons or like <laughs> throw something on some material which is great. And then sometimes uh you will find some super nice animation and sometimes it looks like shit and you have to go back to sleep anyways. <laughs> or sometimes you will stay up till three like playing around. But you will always fall asleep later, which was always nice. Yeah, yeah. so we already talked a bit what um, the digital world that you're building is based on, like the sunsets and, and the water from Athens. Are there any other elements that you uh, worked into your screensavers? Yeah, like in the beginning, uh, so I decided that I need something people really can relate to. So they, you see it and you understand. And then the more... The other ones getting more abstract. So at the end, you won't recognize it as a sea, but the movement of the flowing sea is always there in all of them. But it will get more abstract over time. So people can decide what they prefer, what they want to have. Right. Is there anything else you want to mention about the the Dreamsavers project? That you can download them? Where where can people download (laughs) them? Uh, Dreamsavers.space. And you will get an error message because I didn't upload it into App Store because I wanted to still be a bit of me in there instead of them telling me how yeah. it should look like. So you can just download them and then in privacy settings allow it. I didn't do anything weird with it. <laughs> so you can just download <laughs> it, save. <laughs> okay, cool. Just just trust me, they're safe screensavers. Yeah, yes. safe screensavers. And then your your other project for NXP. Um, maybe you can just explain what is NXP, what is NXP and uh, what did you make for them? So NXP makes semiconductors. So they make the chips inside our phones, cars, screens, watches, everything you can imagine. Um, the first time we got there, um, we actually were allowed to see everything. So we got a tour. In the factory. Yeah. Well, not in the factory, but on site. Because we got really like lucky. Like the, the offices. Yeah. yeah. We got really lucky because a week after that, there was lockdown. 
So oh, so we, you were right on time. Yeah, right on time. So we could see and feel all the materials. And then I found a wafer. I saw mm -hmm. it for the first time. And I, I really think it was like this magical moment because I couldn't under, I didn't know what it was. And then they explained. So a wafer is a part of the process where they still have to cut out the chips and then put them inside the black boxes and they disappear in all our technologies. And then I decided that I think everybody should see a wafer because it's something magical and we we take it everywhere. We use it all day, every day. We talk about it a lot, but nobody really s knows what it actually looks like. So, yeah. yeah. But is it like that there is the wafer the thing they built the chip upon or is it really like, is a wafer like uh, a, huge, a huge slice of... Uh, chips all together that gets cut up and put in our phone the second one ah, okay so yeah. it's like this uh so it's like 20 centimeters mm -hmm. and uh it's round yeah it's like, like this disc yeah like a really flat disc and it has this mirrory uh feel to it it's silicium and they kind of like silk screen etch uh put on the like the little city they call it a city mm -hmm. but they put on it and uh, because the, there's like little scratches in the disc and when you put a light on it the light breaks so you will see the rgb colors and the bigger the surface of the chip the more gradients will appear because they will merge into the different colors mostly purple okay so then the the wafer also has actually tons of processing power on it right if there's all these chips yeah yeah and like the more chips the more colors but also the more uh like processes it could actually run yeah yeah but i'm not allowed to know what's on it so it's oh, also like yeah. a mystery so i cannot wait till i can put it uh back or give it back to nxp and see if somebody can figure out which chips they are <laughs> Yeah, because you have, an, I think, a number of wafers for your project. Yeah, I got six. Yes. Um, you got six different ones? Six different ones. Yeah. And you got them from NXP as a gift? No, or I uh, wish. Maybe they are going to give it to me as a gift. But uh, no, I the first time I went there, I begged them to actually uh, give me one. And then they said, okay, sure, just one. But then I asked like different people within NXP and I got at least, now I got six from all different kind of people. But I also asked somebody, Barry. Yeah. And he asked, uh, so I asked him if he could look around for the most beautiful ones he could find. But mm -hmm. they found it a really difficult kind of question because they don't look at it as something beautiful. So it took him like a week or so to actually find, find like beautiful uh, discs, wafers. And then I, he got me three really special ones. Why are they special? They, some are really, really tiny. So you have to look really long and closely to actually see the refractions. Or, and he got me a more gold-toned one, which is kind of cool. And he got me one with bigger chips. So they have more, so our eyes can still see the chips inside the chips. So it's more like a box and box effect you get. Right. So, so, but then that one is also maybe uh, easier to understand what happens, maybe. Yeah, for sure. But I think for this project, you, you cannot just walk by. You have to 
look at it for a longer time to actually understand what's happening because if you look fast you won't see what's happening that's why you can that's why i'm also happy that you cannot really photograph it so you cannot put it on any social media because in social media everything goes fast like the technique everything is fast you scroll by you don't take the time to look at it and this you really have to look at it in person to actually understand what's happening yeah because maybe we've been talking about the, the wafer for a while now uh, and you emphasize that it's beautiful to look at uh, at this object that's usually invisible in, in all these devices. So maybe you can explain what you did with the waiver to kind of put it on this pedestal. Yeah, I, I, uh, so the waiver is now displayed. It's actually a waiver and in front of it there is this uh, LED ring that shines one light and it loops on the wafer but the pattern of the light is just like this it almost is like a clock that goes like one uh, led by the other on and off and you will see like the refractions so the light breaking on these little like scratches on the disc i yeah so it's just it's not um some high science thing is just like purely the material ref reflecting the light yeah so it's because the the light is running around the led ring the light is hitting the waver each time at a different angle so the light breaks differently depending on how the waver is set up yeah so can you can you describe what you see when you look at the waver when your led ring is shining on it yeah, you will see, so if you have a wafer that is more detailed, so with really close like um, shapes, you will just see like red, green, uh, yeah, l more red, green kind of vibes, more the RGB vibes. And uh, if you have one that has like a bigger surface, the light will merge so the colors will merge, so you these gradients appear. So, but it's really depending on what kind of wave you. So you see. get more like rainbow colors, or yeah, rainbow colors. And if you have this bigger surface, it will merge into like gradients, mostly purple somehow. Okay, I don't know yeah. why yet. I hope somebody <laughs> at NXP can explain me why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. And is there something? Because I think you you said you were struck by the wafer immediately, but how did you get to the point where you say, okay, I'm gonna just do a really simple gesture. I'm just gonna take the wafer and have the light hitting it at different angles, and that's actually already special enough. Yeah, it started out with, of course, cinema. I put everything <laughs> in cinema just to play around, and I think by the end of the semester, I was like, but what is it really about? Like, what, what is this project about? And what is important? And that's just a waiver, just as it is. It's not an interpretation or a picture or anything. It's the waiver itself that is important to see. And that's what I also wanted to show to everybody. Because I think everybody should see it. Because it's so magical to actually experience something like that. And experience technology in that kind of way. So... And I got really lucky because the last month of my graduation year, the workshops opened again. And then I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. Like the last month, it was just building and testing 
uh, to actually get the installation as it is now. Right. So it was also a bit of luck. <laughs> what did you do? What did you try in cinema when you tried to? Did you like scan it or did you try to sculpt it in cinema yourself? Both. How did you? Photogrammetry, sculpt. I did some. I, I, uh, I did t like two weeks of uh, just Illustrator, like making a picture of the weaver and then constructing all the gradients into one big file. But then, because the weaver uh, it is like almost is a live thing, because our heads are not straight enough. So when you just blink a bit and you move your head like a little bit it's already looking differently so i think for because the computer is too strict in that way like there is no it, so if i make the gradients in illustrator it is that like that it's captures and it will never really change unless i make an alteration to it in after effects or something but then it's not about the waiver anymore then it's about my interpretation of that waiver with the colors that I picked out. So yeah, yeah. it is kind of with like uh, the painting tradition that yeah. like it started out with like paint like painting a picture from one viewpoint, and then at some point in time they were like, oh, we're gonna do impressionism, and we're just gonna like uh, paint the light as it changes. Yeah, and then they said uh, at cubism, oh, we're gonna just look at this thing from different angles, and then. I guess for you with the waiver, like all these things didn't really work out because like the, the actual motion in real time is super important. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think it also is not about my eyes and not the way I see it because I have a certain height, my eyes has a certain age and a certain th feel to it and I have my own interpretation of what I see. But if somebody else with a different height, different eyes will interpret it differently. Uh, and it's not about how I see the work. It's not about how I would form it, like I like how I would show it. It's just about the waiver itself. Yeah, but then I mean, still the the fact that you that you it, it was you who chose to present the waiver like this and say this is actually really special. This is actually really beautiful. This is important that other people look at it. That is a decision you made, right? Yeah, that's true. But I think for that process, because nobody really was un understood what I was trying to do. Like everybody just, I think that was like a big plus for me in Corona times and sitting. That you were left home, alone for That I was left alone. And then like every week or every two weeks, a teacher come up and they were like totally lost. And I was so excited. So nobody would feel like nobody told me like, what? What are you doing? Oh, like they were just like happy enough that it was going well with you. Yeah. And even though they didn't understand, like, okay, at least she's not uh, depressed yeah. all by herself at home. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it sounds maybe a bit weird, but I was like super happy. I was playing around with cinema and I was running around with some light and some waivers. So it was totally fine. So they also left me alone a bit, like mm. it's going fine. She's mentally fine because that's what they did like most of the time during graduation. Like, are you still okay? Like, how are you holding up? Yeah. And I was like fairly happy to be honest too. Like I, I was busy. I had stuff to do. I didn't have time to lose, you know? Yeah. So I, also with the waiver, everybody like NXP didn't get it. Like, 
I had a lot of talks with them. They didn't get it. They also didn't get what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I got the most beautiful compliment I could ever got because they said, like, the factory, uh, the boss of the factory said, yeah. like, I never looked at it this way and it looks really beautiful. It could be art. And I said, yes, indeed. That was what I was trying <laughs> to tell you guys. It is something really beautiful, yeah. just as it is. Yeah, that's great. Did you also, when you programmed the LED ring, did you also th- think about that? Because you're, you're, as you're talking about it, it seems like you really come up with this gesture, like, okay, the waiver is beautiful in and of itself, and that's just my point I want to make, so I don't want to give my interpretation too much. Did you also try to make the, the, the LED ring animation like as simple or as functional as possible? Like, did you experiment with that? Because I think yeah. it's a full RGB... LED ring. Yeah, so um, uh, I had some experience with light already, so I knew that like white light is the best way to show it. But I did post like the rainbow effect on Instagram, so people could uh, grab their attention because <laughs> it was so it was a bit mean maybe. But I used only the uh, like the rainbow effect on the Instagram, so people would have have this interest in but does it translate better on camera or no not at all you really have to yeah well like the rainbow translates perfectly on camera the white light you won't really notice like it's this weird but in real life so white light always breaks yeah so in a certain angle it will break and then you will then these colors will appear like rainbow and um so for me, the the LEDs were really important, especially like how fast they go. Because, yeah, I mean, everything is endless when you have a ring like that. So white was already set. Yeah. It was, and then the speed of the movement, I did a lot of tests, like what will look the best uh, and will give the best of effect on all of them. So not only like the bigger um, chips, but also the really small ones. Okay, and, and how did that go? Like, does it need to go fast or slow or, like, stroby or just super smooth? Stroby, for sure. Because if it goes smooth, you won't see the uh, the changing. So it has to... But it's not... Like, if you do it too fast, it will be like this disco. Yeah. And then it's also because you get... The light had to be, like... Uh, not that noticeable, but also had to be there. So a lot of people, if they stand behind the work and they look through the ring to the wafer, they won't they won't notice that there is a light. But at the end, you will pay attention to the light because you notice. And but that's basically what the whole project is about: that you notice something like you didn't notice it before. So yeah, just just by the way you're presenting it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so of course, if people want to see it, they can't really, no, because it doesn't <laughs> translate to the camera on Instagram. Uh, but it would it be on display somewhere? Yeah, it will be displayed at Glow, but uh, so it's the a light festival in light Eindhoven. Light festival in Eindhoven, and um, somewhere in the future where there is. Um, more time to go somewhere it will be displayed at nxp as well and asml asml yeah and where where can people see it at glow because i think that's open to the public um yeah well so there will be some um displays around the city and in one of them there will be my work 
I don't know yet which one, and I don't know yet if... Um, uh, it's like in the shopping windows or something. Uh, no, it's actually vitrines, like the ah, okay. big boxes somewhere uh, somewhere in the city. It will be announced on the, the Glow website. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it will be announced. But uh, we are waiting if and when it can still go through. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's kind of Do you cool. have any, any other future plans? And uh, making more dream savers. Oh, cool! Yeah, because yeah, you're sure. working towards a series that was bigger than the ones that's on display yeah, here. Right yeah. Now. yeah. So I'm working also on some Zoom backgrounds, screen savers, and uh, also phone backgrounds for now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, good luck and thanks, uh, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for asking. <laughs>